Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Let me ask you a question. If someone causes an offence to me, how many times do I have to forgive that person? This is the same question that Peter asked of Jesus. To answer Peter's questions of how many times he should forgive someone who causes an offence to him, Jesus tells the story of what the kingdom of heaven is like. I'll read the entire story so we can receive the full picture, then we will journey through one verse at a time. So Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold, with his wife and children all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very grieved, and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry, and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly Father also would do to you if each of you, from his heart, does not forgive his brother, his trespasses. To answer Peter's question of how many times he should forgive someone who causes offence to him, Jesus tells a story of what the kingdom of heaven is like. Verse 23 reads, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. The kingdom of heaven is like the king. The king who is compassionate, hates injustice, hates offences, wants to settle accounts, wipe off all debts and restore a relationship of no offence or obligation. The king who wants to raise his servants up to be like him and be in equal relationship with him.
Let us continue in verses 24 to 25. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold, with his wife and children, and all that he had, and that payment be made. As the king is someone of honour, he not only desires to settle accounts to open the way for an equal relationship based on free choice, but also actions that desire, using his power to set others free. The servant caused great offence to the king, owing to the king more than he could ever have earned or paid back. The cost of such offence is that he and his family will be sold. The servant becomes a slave to his debt, a slave to the offences he has caused, and so does his family. The servant's whole life and his family are now obligated to pay for the offence he has caused, to pay for the debt and for all the wrongs that he has done. That is the way of the world, not the kingdom of heaven, which Jesus is about to reveal. Slavery and being in debt to a person from a tribe of Jewish blood at the time of Peter's question was a great offence to them. Yet the flesh or selfish desires of humanity demand that the debt must be paid. Let us read on. Verses 26 to 27. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. Yet the king, who is rich in mercy and compassion, forgives the servant, and releases the servant from all debt and offences done against him. God himself has throughout the history of mankind continually been offended against by the rebellion of humanity and the evil that they choose to align themselves with, especially the offences of humanity done to each other. Jesus reveals that God himself and his kingdom is like the king in this story, rich in mercy, full of compassion, and has forgiven all of humanity for all the offences and evils ever done against each other and, as a result, against him. God himself was the one who was offended, yet he was the one who initiated forgiveness and became the sacrifice and paid the cost. Jesus' sacrifice cost God everything of himself. The king forgave and released the servant from all offences done to him. When the one who is offended initiates forgiveness, release and reconciliation occurs. Let's read on. Verse 28. But the servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. Forgiveness was given to the servant, 
yet the servant was not changed by the experience. Why? The servant had forgotten that he himself had greatly offended, owed a great debt, even greater debt than that which was owed to him, and that he was forgiven. The servant held on to all the offences done to him. As a consequence, the servant had not been changed by his experience of being forgiven and having his debt cancelled. Not only did the servant hold on to all the offences done to him, but also sought out the offender in anger, violently demanding justice. The justice of the flesh nature of humanity or our selfish desires demands violently that someone has to pay. Like the servant, we could never pay back the debt of all the offences we have ever said, thought or done. When we forget we have been forgiven of all offences, we tend to hang on to the offence done to us and start to identify ourselves with that offence. We become trapped in that offence, in captivity or slave to the offence, a slave to unforgiveness. It is important to remember that we have been forgiven, and in the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus, the debt is paid in full. Jesus has paid the cost of all offences in time past, offences in time present, and offences in time future. Not only has Jesus paid the cost of all my offences done to others, but all the cost of any offences done to me. How we release others from offences done against us is a direct reflection to the revelation that we have been forgiven and Jesus has paid the cost. To be fully healed from the hurt, pain, the rejection, the inequality, the abuse, whatever the offence that has been done, the person who has been offended against must initiate the forgiveness. That is, surrender the hurt, the pain, and let go of it all. Give it to Jesus. Any form of abuse or offences against one another are not of the kingdom of God. Abuse is wrong, and God takes very seriously abusive behaviour. His kingdom is a kingdom of equality and respect, love, forgiveness, and healing. In letting go of it all, the one who has been offended effectively releases those who have done the offence from obligation to pay. Jesus became the sacrifice to pay the cost, which is more than enough payment for any offence. In the place of the offender having to pay, we can receive God's payment on behalf of self-wanting justice. This is the enormity and value of God's own sacrifice and payment of all offences of all humanity in time past, time present and time future. Verse 32 Then his master, 
after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. If we remember we are forgiven, we then can, in his forgiveness in us, surrender the hurt and pain and forgive others. Verse 33 to 34. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry, and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. The torturers here in this verse means to be pressed for the truth. God is not condemning anyone who is holding on to unforgiveness. What Jesus is saying is because I love you, I have paid the cost for this. Give any unforgiveness to me before it destroys you. Unforgiveness becomes a destructive force within the one who has been offended against. When we live with unforgiveness, we actually are identifying ourselves with that offence and that abusive situation, and it becomes a stronghold. It's a destructive force that can get into our thoughts, heart, and every aspect of our life. But praise God, we can remember Jesus has paid the cost, and in the revelation of being forgiven, we can give the hurt and pain to Jesus. To forgive is to break relationship with that moment of pain. Break relationship with that abuse. Then that moment of pain and abuse is no longer a stronghold over our lives and we can be truly free. Verse 35 So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. God loves us so much. He will do anything to bring us into receiving his forgiveness and being transformed by that reality. Who Jesus sets free is free indeed. Therefore God in his great love presses us with the truth so we can be truly free. The truth is we are forgiven. Forgiveness is a free gift from God. For Jesus has paid the cost of all offences on the cross. It is a daily journey to live in the reality of letting go of all offences ever said, thought or done. The Apostle Paul reminds us that we are forgiven and as a result let go of everything that holds in bondage. Ephesians chapter 4 Verses 31 to 32. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamour, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. 
The kingdom of heaven on earth is founded on forgiveness and rooted in love. Jesus reveals that God himself and his kingdom is like the king in this story, rich in mercy, full of compassion, and has forgiven all of humanity for all the offences ever said, thought, or done against each other, and as a result, against God. God himself was the one who was offended. Yet he was the one who initiated forgiveness and became the sacrifice and paid the cost. He did it all so that we could believe and receive that we are forgiven and his forgiveness is eternally there for us. I would like to share with you a poem of what forgiveness means to me. It is titled, To Be Forgiven. To be forgiven is like a weight that has been lifted off my shoulders. To be forgiven is a way to make things right. To be forgiven is the key to healing. To be forgiven is to be able to forgive myself. To be forgiven is the ultimate act of love. To be forgiven is to be a child of God. To be forgiven is the freedom to embrace. To be forgiven is to receive God's free gift of grace. If you are holding on to any offences caused against you or to others, now is the time of letting go. Now is your time of healing and release, to live in the reality of Jesus' victory. Surrender all unforgiveness to Jesus. He has paid the cost and brings healing in his truth love and power. No longer are you to be identified as a victim, a slave or a debtor. Having received Jesus' sacrifice and the fact that he has paid the cost, we are now identified with Jesus, a victor, a king, forgiven and a forgiver. Thank you, Father, that you have sent your Son. Sent your Son to pay the cost so that you have wiped out every debt of all humanity, past, present and future. Every offence, thought, said and done. And Father, thank you that you are in an eternal state of forgiveness, always available for us. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name.